what'd you feel? Um, uh, yeah, I think I was quite numb because um, in so many ways it had been such a wild competition. Uh, um, yeah, I was in disbelief. I was like, I knew I'm, I'm of that caliber in so many ways, but now the rest of the world knows. It's the strong men leading Denny in the bodysuit and Hodges without a top. Behind them is Di Rosario settling into marathon pace. Montag's walk is proving rapid as backmarker Browning and his mullet set sail for home. Riding speeding tickets is McDermott and the White Tiger has been booked well over the limit as they approach the line and oh, that is close. That was the Athletics Australia handicap and this is Athletics. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast of This Is Athletics. I hope everyone had an amazing time watching the World Championships in Eugene recently. And I hope you're getting super excited for the Commonwealth Games because I know all the athletes are ready to go. Everyone's training well. And I think we're going to see some incredible performances yet again. Now, speaking of incredible performances, I have one of our best performing athletes ever on the potty today. And she's not shy to jumping high and, and taking championships. She won the World Youth Championships back in 2013. She also won the Commonwealth Games in 2014. She made Rio. She had a break, came back. She went to Tokyo. And now she is our freshly crowned world champion in the women's high jump. We have Eleanor Patterson on the show today. I hope you really enjoy what she has to say. It's been great chatting to her freshly after she's won. And yeah, without further ado, Eleanor Patterson, everyone. Eleanor, welcome. How are you? Um, I'm wonderful. Thank wonderful. you. Wonderful. <laughs> um, where are we today? We are in Tunbridge. You can't really see. I don't think you can see outside on the, um, on the cameras much, but... It's kind of been the same overcast for the last couple of days, and Tunbridge is fun? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's 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 okay. It does the trick. Yeah. It does the trick. Um, but you know, we're here, we're hustling. So, EP, you have something sitting next to you. It's a new item. It's new and acquired item. Um, it's yeah, it's crazy. I I always think about um your last few years, especially. Mm. Um, and now you're sitting here as a world champ. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Does it sound weird? It does. It, it really does. does. It's still sinking in, that's for sure. How um, how's the whole whole process been since since Worlds? What has there anything changed? Do you feel the same? Do you feel <laughs> you know better or worse? Nothing. Nothing too much has changed, in my opinion. Like obviously, the day after it was pretty chaotic with um, media and things like that. Um, and I'm someone who's a, quite a shy person in some regards, and so when it comes to that kind of uh, situation, I have to put on a brave face and just, you know, um, try and get that media persona on. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, that like nipped it in the bud, and then obviously I flew out the like two days later after competing, and so it kind of gave me a good reprieve to be like, nope, Eleanor's in transit, no. so I just... Um, Please leave me alone. Yes, yes, I was <laughs> up in the air and also, yeah, still trying to come down from cloud nine as well after the comp and, like, just process everything. And so, um, but, it, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hell-bent on not letting too much change about myself. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything worked leading into it to bring such a competition to fruition um, and things about myself, you know, managed to bring that out and so... Um, I just still want to keep my feet firmly planted on the ground. That's for sure. Yeah. No. I. I, I remember we were talking because uh, we had Rabat, mm. and that was a fun one. That was. Um, uh, unfortunately, it was, it was a fun one for me, but not for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hurt the foot. Didn't compete. Yeah. Was quite a bit of a kick um, mm. to your preparation. Kind of run run the listeners through what happened. What how did that little mm. start well no no it was uh, it was pretty fully sick because i got to <laughs> <laughs> super sick yeah so yeah. much fun no i got to watch uh denny uh perform and yeah, yeah pulled out, oh i got a pb that was exactly. sick yeah. yeah yeah so that's pretty grouse but <laughs> <laughs> but what but did you um, do eleanor i i went out to the well i, I warmed up and then i could feel something was not right in my foot and um i've had too many injuries in my feet to know that it wasn't it wasn't a good feeling at all. And so I was like, maybe it just needs a little bit more warming up. And so I went out to the field and then I did one run in spikes. And I was like, no, nah, this is not this is not a goer. I'm out of here. And yeah. so I just exited the arena yeah. straight away. <laughs> so I was out there for like five minutes. And I was like, sick, bye. <laughs> I never forget because um, I asked Alex to, <laughs> to help me. So this is um, for people listening. This is Eleanor's coach, uh, Alex Stewart. And anyway, and I said, oh, Alex, can you help me after... Eleanor's finished competing 
And she said, yep, yeah, no worries. And I gave him my iPad, just a video and stuff. And we got back. Uh, sorry, like we, I hadn't even started warming up yet. And I said goodbye to you. Good luck. Um, and I'm sitting there chilling. Probably like not even 20 minutes. Not even that. And I see Alex walking towards. And I was like, oh, did he pay no hype? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And uh, yeah, and then he kind of broke the bad news. And I was like, oh, no. Because I remember we talked about it the day before. Mm. Um, yeah, so that wasn't a great start no. to your lead-in for 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 world so yeah. what what happened from there yeah so i just um yes yeah, so obviously not able to compete in rabat something was too sore and so then um i was headed out to madrid where i was setting up camp for the majority of my you know month of june in um in europe and so to, you know set up set up camp set up base um and so i had to go back and try and just hustle and um get an mri a ct scan see doctors see physios and things like this and so, um, yeah, it came back that I had a stress fracture. Um, then it was a bit unclear because it's the exact same spot that I've had a stress fracture before. And so they couldn't tell whether it was just – it was definitely at least a stress hotspot and um, most doctors believed it was a stress fracture. Um, and so, you know, that's – you know, we're sitting at that stage uh, five weeks out from Worlds. And so it was – at a minimum, yeah, as I said, the stress hotspot. And so we were just like, okay, what can we do to try and get to Worlds in five weeks and um, to get there in one piece and to be able to perform? And so... What a short turnaround. Yeah. So, that, I mean, given the short turnaround and given what's happened since, it kind of, I mean, my head, it doesn't have a lot of the telltale signs of a stress fracture, but nonetheless yep. it was um, not ideal. And yep. so, yeah, I had um, probably approximately like two and a half weeks of no running. And I was just, yeah, trying to, I mean, I was able to maintain um, gym work. I didn't have any pain in my feet when walking and my foot. Um, and I guess one of the blessings about this injury was it was on my right foot, which is not my takeoff foot. And so it's not getting the same kind of a load up as a, as a takeoff foot would get. And so, yeah, pretty much all I was doing was gym sessions, walking drills and some, like, some kind of a running on the mat, um, the high jump mat. And so it was not ideal in any way shape or form um but we tried to piece together what we could um and then yeah then i i, I got into i went from zero to 100 real quick after that so i went from no like no pain and so we were okay let's move on to the next phase and this is probably two and a half weeks into this injury um and so then i was given the green light to try and do some just some minimal high knees but then the other thing was we did um four-step approach to high jump so a short approach um so we just went straight into high jumping because it's like well it was primarily hurting when i would put the brakes on and kind of put a lot of pressure yeah. but my event i don't have to put the brakes on all i have to do is go yeah. and take off of, of my left leg and so yeah i wore one spike on my left shoe so the takeoff foot a runner on my right shoe and did high jump right <laughs> yeah and so just threw myself in the deep end after two and a half weeks of no running. And um, How many people do you think is going to apply that to their training now? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. It was, it was so uncomfortable. No, no, Eleanor <laughs> definitely did this pre. I've got to do this to yeah, jump as a yeah, world champion. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, and even given obviously you're going around a curve and especially it's, you know, four steps of a run up. So thankfully there's not too much force going through it, but at the end of the day, not getting grip was so trippy in so many ways. And so I did two sessions of that um, and managed to jump pretty well considering I was wearing one runner um, and then, yeah, got a pretty decent height and then we're like, okay, we'll do um, – we'll, we'll lock in the Stockholm Diamond League. And so I did one session of a full approach before the Stockholm, Stockholm Diamond League and I did – I think I did three jumps – and that was that by that stage so again that's only three and a half weeks um into this injury that i was then yeah i'd done yeah wearing both spikes and wearing um and doing a full approach but yeah i did three jumps before going to stockholm and i was like yeah that's just i really wanted to get some intensity and some kind of comp simulation before going to worlds i didn't want to kind of go in completely um with no yeah and so um that went yeah. well stockholm yeah. went very well yeah, it did in the end. Um, it took me a while to kind of get going, but... Because um, it was 196 and with the win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got 196, got the win. My first Diamond League win, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... I had a lot of, yes, a lot of early misses and random things like that. But then, um, 
yeah, I wasn't down and out, and so I managed to pull out some kind of a performance. So, yeah, um, I was back competing. And it well, like you had such a great start to the season anyway. You obviously got your silver in Belgrade for mm. World Indoors. Yeah. Um, what from like the start of the year, like. I mean, I kind of called it from last year. I I thought you were going to win this year. Mm. Um, and then especially <laughs> after seeing you do Belgrade and then um, yeah. leading into Stockholm, yeah. I just could see that you were like mm. good to go high. Yeah. Um, so like it was pretty awesome to see that to come to fruition. But um, did you – was that like something that you thought was going to happen, you thought was achievable or was just more like – like, just get on. If it happens, it happens. World champs, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely thought it was possible. Obviously, it's never ideal, and especially in um, a technical event, to not have um, your, I guess, enough run-ups, enough, yeah. like, specificity within your training. Like, you need run-ups. You need that repeatability in, in my event. And so that's less than ideal. But um, I think one element is I've had a number of injuries in the last couple of years that I've come into a major or have come into competing with not enough preparation technical wise and so um, but I've managed to make it work and I think what made the difference this year was that I'd had a really good um, lead in into my indoor competitions and so um, and I had a really good string of events there where I was in one piece yeah. and it really gave me a lot of confidence that um, I can you know go to new heights and I did in Belgrade and so I was like no I can I can repeat that I can I've gone to another level I've I'm, I'm always building upon the level I'm on and so um, I had yeah back myself and I was like you know why not I think I can jump that high so let's yeah. bring it up so yeah and you know you've you had a year off that was that was big for you um i'll never forget like because i remember i remember just saying i was like where's ap gone mm. she's she i just ghosted the yeah she, i know <laughs> sorry, i was just, i remember texting i was like hey so like you okay <laughs> yeah i'm just chilling um so you obviously had your year off and um kind of a bit of a reset for you and then moved to sydney started training with alex and um starkey and that crew mm -hmm. um there in sydney and then quick turnaround to them making an olympic final mm, um yeah. do you find that that year off made a a big difference like yeah definitely yeah. definitely in so many facets i think more so for my personal life i yeah. think it was um i was like the reasons behind leaving the sport for a year or, you know, stepping away was, you know, there's well, there's a number of reasons, but it was definitely, um, I was just not enjoying it and I wasn't confident and I wasn't happy and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't coping in so many ways. And so it got to a point where I, I didn't want to admit it for a long while and that's why I didn't really say anything to anyone, but I just, I hadn't, I hadn't been, I hadn't stepped foot on a track, I hadn't stepped foot in the gym. And so yeah, it was taking me a bit to kind of wrap my head around it, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm just too exhausted. I'm, I'm, I'm um, running on zero in so many facets and I just wasn't coping mentally. And so then um, I just was then prioritizing my focus more so on just taking care of myself and kind of finding who I am. I felt like I'd been in the sport for such from with such intensity from such a young age. And then I was like, no, nah, this is, I'm done. Um, and so, yeah, and even like it took me probably the whole year to then decide, oh, hang on a minute, actually, I'm not done. <laughs> it's like, um, and so, yeah, and I knew I was from, yeah, from a, uh, yeah, quite a period beforehand, I knew that I wanted to, if ever, um, change coach to work with Alex. And yeah. so then, yeah, I, um, like he would reach out and touch base um, and he was, I think, the first person that I, within the athletics world that I admitted to that I was like, I actually, I haven't been training I'm not doing anything. I'm not under a coach at the moment. Um, and so then we teed up and, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. And yeah. I think, yeah, the big thing me for me personally was within myself, um, I just – I needed to find who I was outside of athletics because I was just labelling labeling myself as an athlete for so long and kind of putting pressure on it and um, just putting my – my eggs in one basket in, in some ways of just, you know, everything was dedicated to athletics and I just burnt out completely. Yeah. Just burnt out completely. And so, um, yeah, then I, yeah, I just kind of tried well, to find who I am. Here's who a was. heavy, heavy question. Mm -hmm. Who's Eleanor Patterson? Oh, no. <laughs> who is she? <laughs> some, some country girl <laughs> from country Victoria yeah, yeah, who exactly. likes to knit. 
Yes, <laughs> my gra- grandma from the yeah. country. That's for sure. Oh, uh, just one big dag. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. No, I yeah, I I remember chatting to you when you got back, and it was yeah, it was it was interesting to see how much of a difference that you made off for you and like mm. i think you just felt for me it just seemed like you're so much freer and yeah. you felt so much more yeah um yeah. comfortable in your own own skin and stuff so it was mm, definitely yeah definitely and i mean it's played double like double down on your athletics i yeah. think you just really back yourself and which yeah. is awesome to watch mm. yeah and i was definitely like entering back into the sport and i was like i don't want to lose the essence of who i am or you know not to lose a balance of you know, life because there's so many, you know, you can put – and obviously I put my heart and soul into everything I do and I'm so meticulous in, in so many manners but then at the end of the day I'm hell-bent on keeping some authenticity authenticity about myself yeah. and and keeping, you know, um, keeping a, yeah, yeah, a balance in life. That was key. That's what was missing before. Do you find that hard? Um, no, not really. Like I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm someone who's who's who lays low in a lot of matters. I'm, I'm not someone who's like going to be partying out on the weekend. And there's a, wa- a lot of the way I operate that is naturally inclined to help my athletics. Even just the way I eat, I'm habitual in so many matters. I'm, you know, I'm as you said before, I'm a nana, and so. <laughs> You know, I, I stay at home, I just watch movies, I read, mm. I knit. And so, and I just, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I made it a, a point of myself to to even just, you know, socialise more or be open more with people. And because in the past I was so shut down and quiet and I would not really open up a huge amount. And so now um, in so many ways I'm, I'm yeah, much more personable and relaxed and, and able to just be calmer and that helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, transfer it out on the athletics field. Don't have rages every Saturday, Sunday night. (laughs) 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 No, I, and it's funny, every time we come back on, like every time I've done an episode of this potty, everyone always talks about sense of self and how Mm. finding that has made like such a big difference to athletics. And like that was a massive turnaround for me doing the same thing Mm. in 2017. Um, Yeah, it's, I think, once athletes find that yeah. and kind of step away from being just an athlete, I mm. think it just doubles down on your yeah. athletics. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I it was a funny last week when, when we were at Worlds looking at old photos from World Youth um, <laughs> and, and World Juniors and now for like our first teams together. Mm-hmm. Um, for everyone listening, so uh, EP and I are the same age. We made our first World Youth team together in 2013 going to Donetsk. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately that place doesn't exist anymore because of the war, which is pretty, pretty dark. Um, and then, uh, world juniors 2014 and like, I mean, had so many other different competitions, first Olympics and stuff together. Mm -hmm. So we've been through the sport together at the same time and, um, seen each other perform and grow up basically. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's pretty funny looking back at those photos of us as five-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Winning World Youth was uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we're both on the podium. We we're both won at World Youth, and like, yeah, we're still in the sport. We're still crazy enough to yeah. stick at it, but also like, yeah, we go way back. Yeah, yeah. we go way back. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back, <laughs> back in, in the, the good old days. Back <laughs> in the good old days, we didn't have to play pay tax and live a real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. How fun's that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. living living normal <laughs> lives. Um. Now, what's what's next? So we've got Com Games. Um, I obviously take that. You know, what's what? Do you, what is your goal for Coms? What's your goal for the rest of the season? Because we've still got a little bit more to go. We've still got World. Have you got? You've got a couple more Diamond Leagues, hey? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, like in the immediate future. Um, right now, we're preparing for Commies, and um, yeah, I just really want to continue the momentum for myself. Um, I feel like I'm only just getting started, even just within the season, but in the in the grand scheme of things of my career. Um, but yeah, given that I've only done two competitions this season, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm only just getting started in that manner. And yeah. so, yeah, commies, I just, yeah, I really want to continue the momentum um, and yeah, hopefully come away with a win. And then, um, yeah, I have a few more competitions, I think, um, post Commonwealth. So there's a bit of a gap and then it's like end of August, start of September. So hopefully some Diamond Leagues. Um, yeah, I've got Brussels Diamond League and also Zurich hopefully. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I just want to continue this momentum and try and see what I can produce. Do do we think that that 204 that you mm. narrowly missed mm. at uh, Eugene's on the cards again? 
It could very well be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, um, a lot of things have to align and it's a big jump to produce. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was, I had some pretty tasty attempts at it. And yeah. so I feel like it's definitely, definitely within me. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just still continuing on so many facets of the way I move and the way I, I jump. And I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm definitely, yeah. there's no doubt about it. I'm in really good shape. And so um, having had, I guess, the big dance with worlds out of the way, um, yeah, I'm just yeah looking forward to just really enjoying the sport and just kind of letting go and see what that produces. Well, this is a different one. So, I want with your two o two and your solid attempts at two o four. What was the difference? Did you think you still like executed well, just didn't get high enough, or mm. is there things that you maybe could have done better on those two o fours to to potentially get over? Yeah, th- especially the first one was really really close um, at my at 204 yeah. um and so yeah just kind of refining what i was doing i guess it's all about control and especially in those last few strides within high jump it's a, you've got to control your movement and um kind of keep it tight in so many ways yeah. um everyone has such different language about their high jump and but yeah control is the biggest thing and so i maybe had let go of my movement a little bit and kind of falling into the bar but um i still had a really really good attempt um and then when it came to, say, for example, the third one, um, I never never kind of um, count myself out when it comes to a third attempt. I've proven many times that um, if um, my back's against the wall, I can produce something. And I, I truly believe that I could have cleared 204. Um, but then having realised that Yaroslava had missed the height and that I was world champion, I think there was a few emotions. So I think I hit the bar with my head. Well, <laughs> so so yeah. that, was a, that was a pretty average attempt. I just was like, woo. Yeah, well, <laughs> run me through. So... For as an athlete, like you know, that moment of when in field event when you know that you've won, especially if you've gone and leading or you're like waiting mm-hmm. on that attempt, mm-hmm. um, to whether someone has beaten mm-hmm. or hasn't, what went through your mind? Because I so I was I was actually walking in just about to walk into the circle as mm-hmm. that last attempt came up for you, yeah. Um, and I heard you won, and I just I was like. <laughs> yeah I just, oh, it was so amazing <laughs> and um and i was just think like i remember thinking like i wonder what's going through her mind at the moment so mm. what like once you found out the second she missed yeah what'd you feel um uh, yeah i think i was quite numb because um in so many ways it had been such a wild competition um and i felt like i had a bit of whiplash in a way because obviously i'd been you know a third attempt clearance at 198 second attempt clearance at two meters and um all the girls that i was up against they were clearing in first attempt and so um i was sitting in like fourth or fifth position in both of those heights and then obviously all of a sudden to jump to 202 and to be in first position um i had confidence but at the same time i thought the competition was not done um obviously i was up against um someone like yaroslava mahuchik who is amazing in so many ways and she can produce big jumps so i was like i thought it was going to go to 204 and like beyond i thought someone was someone was going to clear it and so i was um yeah it was definitely had moments where i was like okay maybe silver's okay i was like hang on a minute you're in first like it's not finished yet you can jump that height you can do this um and so there was those moments but obviously once um yeah, once she missed and I knew that I was so I was jumping after her, obviously I knew I'd won and I still had one more attempt at 204. I think, um, yeah, I was in disbelief. I was – like I knew I'm, I'm, of, I'm of that calibre in so many ways but now the rest of the world knows and so – and it was just a, a quite a trippy moment in so many ways because of the – the nature of that competition it chopped and changed leaders multiple times at the pointy end which is wild to see um but i i just i was sitting on the ground and i just looked immediately over to where i knew um a lot of my fam like my support crew were i looked where alex was and and people like that and i just looked over and was like oh my god what's just happened but then i was you know um I thought I could jump 204, yep. but obviously like, there was too much emotions going on in th- in within me to, yeah. But, um, but I was like, no, I really, want, I really want to still try and see if I can kind of clear that next height, but save it for another day. Mm. Win's a win, hey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not mad about it. Yeah, talking about that moment of winning, um, mum and dad were there mm-hmm. from a uh, little old small town yes. um, in, in Victoria. Now, we both came from similar upbringings mm-hmm. um country bumpkins <laughs> country bumpkins <laughs> in the city <laughs> um do you, so like 
for me, right? Like, so I made a circle at home to like, you know, mm. make life easier. To mm-hmm. did you ha- you had a pit at home, didn't you? Like once no. you started to compete more. No, I didn't have a pit at home, but I would always I would pretty much do it like in in my past athletic athletics life. I would always train to train at a grass oval. Yeah, and so that's right. Yeah, it's a grass, grass track that you had. Yeah, yeah. every uh, like once every week, maybe or every fortnight, I would go to an athletics track and travel to Melbourne to go to an athletics track when I lived back home. Uh, but I would actually high jump on grass a lot, which is pretty sketchy um, sometimes, especially when in its when it's winter, it can be pretty slippery. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what what would it get down to in winter there? Like minus five? Mm, no, I think probably around zeros, but okay. still, like it's pretty still cold. not fun. It's, yeah, yeah. Like picture, you know, Melbourne can be you know wet and rainy a lot of the time, and then um, Leangaff is just a little bit further south, and so it can be you know a couple of degrees colder, you know, yeah. a little bit more rain. It's down that there, proper so cold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm um. I don't miss like the good thing about being in Brizzy now is like I don't miss like the minus threes mm-hmm. that we used to have in winter in Arrow because like throwing discus it felt like mm. you got frozen hands trying yeah. to throw pure yeah. steel. Yeah, exactly. Not the funnest. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever think like f- when you were younger was was the goal to be the best or you just wanted to keep enjoying the sport? Um, I think be the best. Yeah, honestly. Um, like I I always wanted to enjoy it, but. I was always crazy enough to, you know, be at a very young age when I first started Little Laths um, to be eight years old and I'm doing my first, you know, day of Little Laths and being like, you know, I want to go to the Olympics. I had no idea what it took, but I was like, that's the pinnacle. I want to get there. And then also part of being at the pinnacle, I was, you know, dreaming and hoping as an eight-year-old that I would want to be the best in the world. And so um, there's some like, you know, I'm very quiet about the way I go about things, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I am competitive in a lot of ways. And so, um, yeah, there's some subtleties that, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I want to more, actually more often than not, yeah, I want to be the best, but I also want to bring the best out of myself. And I know that well, that's what it can mean also being be- the best in the world. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think definitely when younger, it was, it was more being the best and now getting older, it's okay. I want to get the best out of myself. Yeah, no, I rate that. Yeah, I'm, I can't, it's, it's funny how it shifts like that. Mm. It's like, you kind of get to a point where like you're, you're thereabouts in being the best. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, now it's just more about improving yourself yeah. because me you can't, versus me. yeah, right. exactly. Cause I mean, in athletics, you can't, you can't control other people's performances, which mm. is hard yeah. to focus on when you, when you're younger and like understand yeah. that concept. But I think the older, exactly. you, yeah, older yeah. you get, the easier it is. Now we're going to do a home straight now it's not we're not at the end yet Mm -hmm. but i want to ask these because these always um Mm -hmm. have started some interesting talking topics like uh liz clay uh used to she used to have i think it was like wine and a pizza oh i did remember yeah behind um before like her race day and stuff Mm -hmm. and like she used to have all all of those kinds of things which was really uh interesting so um Rapid fire questions gives you best shot. Good to go. Yeah. All right. Sporting idol. Oh, Alison Felix. Nice. Pre-competition meal. Um, probably some kind of a pasta. Yeah, I love a bit pasta. of lentil pasta. Okay. Mm. Favorite current Australian athlete. Oh, Max Udemy. Second time. Second time. I guess I'm right. I guess. <laughs> no, but serious. But serious. Who? Uh, no, I don't know. Um. Yeah, definitely yourself. But then there's also I love um, oh, there's so many trains. I'm really good. Close yeah, close with trains. Yeah, she's a legend, isn't she? Yeah. Um, coolest place you've competed? Ooh, uh, I would have to say that Eugene is topping it. Um, yeah. However, I remember 2015 it was actually my last World Champs team. Like I did um, I did World Champs um, in 2015 in Beijing, yeah. and lying down in the middle of the track and looking up at the bird's nest was insane. Yeah. Um, but however, Eugene and like the atmosphere was next level. So, okay. um, yeah. Uh, biggest influence? Mm, Alex Stewart. For me. Yes. Uh, worst injury? Stress fractures. I've now done that one, which I had done five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Um, I've done that three times. That exact bone, that exact spot. Because she's not fun at all. Yeah, I got I got stress fracture in fifth metatarsal. Mm, like mine was second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> fifth like so much better. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you want to be when you uh, were growing up? Uh, an Olympian. Yeah. Yeah. Always. 
Yeah. I'll write that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, hidden talent. Um, mannerisms. Mannerisms. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, I don't know if it's a talent, I'm still learning, but I like to sew and knit and so um, I guess those creative elements are my hidden challenge. Nanorism. Nanorism. So that's, that's, that's so that's, that's, good. That's a way to like put a, yeah, yes. to, yeah, yeah, blanket. That's so good. <laughs> um, dogs or cats? Dogs. Nice. Coffee order? Almond latte. Latte? Mm. Nice. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. Nannerisms. I always, it's, so for everyone that's listening, EP likes to sit <laughs> with, um, if you picture like a 85 year old grandma, I'm not taking, I'm not making this a bad thing, but I'm just giving the listeners an idea. It's like she sits with her hand, right hand over her left hand. And it's like, she's waiting for hot soup <laughs> in a cold night <laughs> and it's raining. <laughs> I used to actually do it more, but then I got made fun of at training. So I would lift and I'd put, so I'd, you know, say doing cleans or something like this and yeah. I'd lift in the gym and I'd lift and then drop the bar and then I'd go like this. <laughs> and I'd put my hands in such a position that Who? it was like a nana. And so Brandon and Alex, especially so, would just get stuck into me. So I'd go like this and be like. That's so funny. Yeah, but nana is on point. Have you knitted while you've been over here? I haven't as much, no. You're, I have, in, you're, I have in, a the, you're in the country of knitting. Yes, yes. yes. Um, however, one of the greatest things that I – well, not greatest, but um, pretty cool message that I got was from this um, knitting brand that sent kits out and they, they were saying – like they sent a message being like, we'd love to send you a kit and be a part of the gang. I've heard you're a part of the, the um, two-stick pony. Yeah. <laughs> two-stick <laughs> Two pony. Two-stick pony. And I was like, I don't know how to kind of take that, but it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. It's great. Um, but, yeah. I have, a, I have a little bit. I've been um, knitting a vest for my sister, but it's just taking me a lot, lot longer. While, like while you've been traveling and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's taking me long, a lot longer. It's a, it's a harder um, pattern than I've ever done before. So, What's, um, what's like your biggest project that you've done? Um, yeah, I've made it like a big cardigan for myself yeah. and I didn't follow a pattern, so that was frustrating. I had oh, a lot okay. of – yeah, I, I'm, I'm annoying like that, but I'm like, okay, I've been knitting enough, so I feel like – I, yeah, I don't need to follow instructions. Yeah, it's like yeah. cooking. I hate following a recipe. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah, I can do this. But I had to do like the sleeves, I think, four times over because I kept oh, on no. stuffing it up. So, yeah. Um, do, you, do you take pre-orders? Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I've already got like a few people that have been like, oh, can you make this? this? Like, make me this. And so I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. But oh, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to like make a business out of it or anything? Or just, I think just in enjoy future, it for fun? Yeah. yeah right fun. now it's more of a, um, I guess, a stress release or, you know, and something of a hobby to really dive into. Um, yeah. Especially like I loved to sew, especially through um, lockdown and COVID um, in 2020. Um, and then last year when I was on the road, I think I was away from Australia for like six months um, and I really, really missed that creative outlet. And so I can't take my sewing machine everywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what else can I do? And so I got stuck into knitting um and so and i became addicted i think very quickly um within the first month i think i knitted like a jumper um two beanies uh, like two scarves and i was going crazy so do you ever do um crocheting i haven't yet tried um no yeah i've just been doing knitting but i really want to learn and so i think i'm at very early stages of just kind of dabbling um but you know right now it's a creative outlet that i really enjoy because i've ended up being quite busy with athletics and traveling a lot um and so it's a really great way to kill some time have some downtime and that stress release but i'd love to just learn as much as i can of the craft and it's just really exciting to have something that's have have something as a passion that i want to learn as much as i can about and that's the same with sewing um and so in future maybe i could um piece things together but i'm in no hurry it's just um i'm enjoying it right now for fun and easy on the go like yeah yeah do you you travel like travel with how many cotton balls do you travel travel with yeah well at the moment i've just been working with one kind of piece and it ends up having like six um yeah balls of yarn and okay yeah yeah yeah. sorry yes it's like it's so (laughs) nice oh my god get it right are you even friends You cannot be part yes. of the nano game. You That's cannot okay. pre-order your cardigan. Yes, <laughs> I'd make you a cardigan. <laughs> I would actually rate that so okay, much. Yes. Okay. Might take me a while. But yeah. That's okay. Really That's slow. a lot of y- yarn. That's a lot of yarn. Yeah. Maybe I'll make like it a 2XL. Little poochie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Frankie <laughs> would love that. Yeah. That would be very good. I'll hustle. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Another question, and I always this this is I'm adding this one to the potty because I think it's fun after you've 
progress so much through your career and I think it's great for you right now because you're at kind of not the pinnacle of career but like at the pinnacle of the sport mm-hmm. um, being the best mm. <laughs> what advice would you give yourself as an athlete when you started Ooh. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me personally is trust trust your instinct yeah. um, there's there's so many you know people who can step into your life and you know try and direct you in different ways um there's so many things that can um yeah kind of take you in different paths but at the end of the day i think yeah the biggest thing for me was trust your instinct because um i knew for a long while that i needed to change up a lot of things about my life but it took me a while to wrap my head around that um and so um you know it's an it's an individual sport and at the end of the day you need to take care of yourself as a person first and then an athlete and so um, I guess, yeah, trust your instinct to take care of yourself and, and back yourself because you're the person who knows yourself the most. Um, and, yeah, I think that comes in so many forms of, like, um, you know, finding the people who make you feel the most like yourself um, and also bring the most out of yourself. So, yeah, trust your inspi- instinct in, in so many facets. Um, yeah, I agree. I Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, yeah. like, it's – I think – as an athlete because you rely on so many people around you to make you mm, who yeah. you are as an athlete. Yeah, yeah. But I think some like sometimes you just need to realise like use that information and interpret it mm-hmm. the way that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Um and obviously it's give and take. But mm-hmm. yeah, if it does if the situation doesn't feel right, yeah, then you yeah, know Yeah. And you know, if you know find you need your path. To, yeah, yeah. If you know you need to go down a different path, yeah, back yourself because if you feel like deep down that's where you need to go, then yeah go for it um and i think yeah especially when in regards to trusting your instinct about who you want around yourself um yeah don't be afraid to kind of dive into that as well because at the end of the day if you're going to be surrounded by people that um i guess lose or allow your nervous system to relax and kind of get the best out of yourself that's wonderful um and if you're around people who are always having your nervous system and you on edge and um in a manner of that's not helpful in any way shape or form um, yeah it's not worth it's it. very draining yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very and draining so, yeah those kinds of elements you know you know who's who you feel comfortable around yeah like controlling your environment and who yeah. you're with and who you're around i think yeah. you know makes a really big yeah change to the way that you just feel in general yeah. like the way that you live your life yeah exactly it makes it so much easier to to kind of choose those things that you know of well what can be termed as sacrifice but at the end of the day is also termed as you know you know i guess working towards your goals and you know makes you know your environment the people around you every facet you know if you can have things that make it so much easier to go for everything that's going to help you um, be the best version of yourself best athlete best person then go for it but then at the end of the day yeah you've got to be careful with um yeah those environments that that don't so much yeah now the other thing we've discussed before is about our future careers. We both have very strong aspirations of trying to make Brisbane 2032. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be in wheelchairs getting walked <laughs> off by the end of that competition. Um, but along that path, um, Melbourne 2026, mm. yeah. that's going to be huge for nearly basically in your backyard nearly. Yeah, yeah. How far, how far is Ballarat from where you guys are so it's it's probably the other yeah it's the other side of melbourne yeah so okay. i'm south of or southeast of melbourne yeah that's probably right about two hours south. and then ballarat's um yeah northwest of melbourne okay. but still like it has yeah so much history like i would always do um country champs in, in in ballarat or you know similar kind of towns and things like this and so it's pretty cool to have yeah um melbourne 2026 but also um brizzy 2032 um within our future and also a carrot dangling within our career yeah i think um it's always like i always was super stoked if we were able to get like one home games mm. and we're potentially looking at three yeah if exactly. we can make it there yeah yeah <laughs> well and even for me I, I didn't make the team in 2018 and so That's i didn't right, yeah. i didn't get the home team uh, or home kind of crowd support and so knowing that there's potentially two within my career when i thought i was done and dusted yeah. um that's yeah pretty pretty cool that's for sure and like with with winning now and looking forward into to majors like do you feel an added pressure with that like have you felt like that's you know that little 
that little thing just there. That old chestnut. That old chestnut has added, added weight. Um, not not really, in my opinion. Not that I'm feeling yet, anyway. But at this, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that you like it should, it should or anything. No, but no. like, I think a lot of people react different. Yeah, definitely. To, to the way yeah. that happens. No, I'm just really excited to for what's to come because within my training, within my performances, I feel like I have so much learning to do and I feel like I have so much improvement to do. And so to be reaching these heights, which I knew I could and I knew I could very soon, um, but to bring these performances to fruition after, you know, some pretty trialling times with injuries or even, you know, within the competition knowing that I had my back up against the wall in so many ways that um it's really exciting i'm i'm more excited than um i guess feeling that pressure because um yeah i really want to prove myself and just go out there and build on this momentum and just um show the world what i can do and i know i'm quite a consistent performer and um yeah i just back myself and so yeah i feel like um this is like the second wind of my career and it's feeling like i'm just getting started because um i yeah, in a lot of ways I am. I've only just been working with Alex for three years and so I feel like a teenager again in some yeah. ways within the sport, even though I have a fair bit of experience to fall back on. Um, yeah, I feel like I've got a number of years within me and I'm really, really excited to see what I can produce. Well, I was going to say, you're a, um, you know, the last time you were a teenager, you won the last com games that you were at in, mm. um, in where was it, Glasgow. Glasgow, yeah. Um, and then Miss 2018 and then back again for yeah. redemption yeah exactly um yeah it's crazy like you've been so competitive in opens for so long mm. and then to like take that break i think um you know for me personally and i think a lot of athletes definitely get scared of potentially having to have that option of taking a break mm. um it's hard to take your foot off the pedal yeah but then you know off, you did it mm. like you've You've done it and made it look like it was, yeah. like you lost no time at all. Yeah, yeah, in a way, like obviously, um, yeah, there was, yeah, it was not the plan in any way, shape, or form. But it's worked out, and this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And, the, I've, and, and as, as hard as those times were going, uh, hard to go through, um, it's exactly what I needed to go through to make the um, person I am and athlete I am today. But yeah. it's quite wild in um, in so many facets because this year has ended up being um yeah coming full circle obviously my first international team um on the senior level was commonwealth games in glasgow and then obviously we've had world worlds just recently where i've managed to come away with a win and then yeah. obviously now we're going to roll into commonwealth games again and coming full circle and i'm in the best form of my life um and yeah i went from a very very shy naive 18 year old who was um just trying to be a, a um fly on the wall within the athletics world and just wanted to observe and was just so scared of even talking to people but um I had some decent performances of course but at the end of the day um yeah I was just so naive and now I'm coming full circle and I'm a 26 year old woman who's um been to some darker places and I've come through a lot and I've um yeah grown so much as a character and um yeah it's pretty cool I'll get to do that at the Commonwealth Games yeah and it's yeah like it's always tough going through hard times like that, but then, you know, mm. you turn it around into what you have and mm. like the character and stuff that you've built. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's made you for the better, unfortunately. <laughs> like you have to yeah. go through it, but Yeah, I yes think and no. It was yeah. yeah, it was needed and I it was really good that I actually did step away. It was the best decision ever. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't kind of fold, I didn't um I didn't give up in any ways of well, I did give up, of course, but I didn't give up my moral compass. And no, I, exactly. And I was yeah. like, no, this is... You made, your, de- you made your decision. I needed it. to take care of myself yes. first and that became the highest priority, which it should always have been. Uh, but unfortunately, I was, you know, trying to, you know, sacrifice everything under the sun to make my athletics work. But it just was doing the complete opposite because I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. No. And so, yeah, like it was the best decision ever. Um, and so to now be, yeah, back. It's pretty cool. So tell me about training with, you know, Alex and Starkey and mm. how d- how's that environment? What's like, what's a, a week look like for you guys? Like an average week, training week? Yeah, yeah. Um, now it's been pretty fun. I've been learning a lot. Um, I think 
even though obviously I've been in the sport for a long while, but I haven't really learned a huge amount about my my event until I was started working with Alex. Yeah. I have started to actually train properly for my event in a lot of ways, and so I um well and yeah and, and he's obviously I'm training alongside Brandon, who's such a professional in so many facets um, and trains at such a high level. Um, I couldn't help but kind of feed off of the energy of that and, and so many of the athletes that we train alongside and so and obviously I was training alongside all these men and obviously um I mean I don't like to admit it but men some like physically they can be strong but, <laughs> but at the same no, time never. I was hell-bent on trying to catch up with them and trying to yeah. beat them and trying to if you can do that I can do that and so um but Just I guess go over 235 you'll yeah, be fine why not what's this 210 stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that like having such a high caliber was so impressive, but yeah. as far as a week goes for us, um, we tend to do Monday as a track session and that'd be kind of more sprint based, um, and you know, some running, um, typically. And then a Tuesday's gym, Wednesday is more of our general fitness day. We might do a bit more of a circuit or, and more running again. Um, the Monday also sometimes includes run-ups and things like this, yeah. um, but the Wednesday is more just running and kind of getting a base fitness because obviously we have a very long season and you've got to be at a – we're out there competing for two hours, so you've got to be pretty fit. Yeah. Um, Thursday day off. Friday is typically a technical session and that'll be jumping um, and then Saturday's gym and then Sunday off. Um, obviously throughout the season it changes um, and – but yeah, that's how much knitting gets done between those sessions? <laughs> <laughs> Depends, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> no, no, um, yeah, I go through phases. Sometimes I'll be more hell bent on reading a lot, and I'll just be sucked into a lot of books, and so I won't pick up the, the knitting as much. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I like what, to what other busy. hobbies have you got going at the moment? So, you're obviously reading a lot, you're doing a lot of knitting. What else? Um, that's about it right now. You study. No, 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 not studying right now. Um, yeah, I, I got into a course and I was going to start studying um, at the start of the year, but um, and then I decided to go to indoors. So I was like, oh, maybe not. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll defer, defer that one. Yeah. One. But no, I've always, um, yeah, I haven't studied as of yet. I've always really wanted to, but I've always just ended up working. And especially when I was, um, I took a yeah, step back from the sport. I was working at a school as a teacher's aide. And now when I, well, when I moved to Sydney, I then worked at dis in disability care and so I've always done that yep. kind of a work and kind of kept that as a side hustle and then um, – but, yeah, I really want to really study. So, um, yeah. what, are you, what are you looking at studying? Um, hopefully, like, psychology and arts. I want to do a few, like, a few of those kind of electives of um, maybe pattern design and, you know, some kind of a design considering I really enjoy um, yeah. being creative and that kind of a, um, yeah, outlet. And then also I just really want to – um yeah do psychology and and hopefully yeah, even even if it's not as a psychologist but in future i have no idea what will come to fruition a lot changes yeah. in a lot of time even given what happened in the last four years within my life but yeah i mean it'd be nice to have a psychology degree to fall back on if i was to say work in um in a sporting environment such as athletics of australia and it'd be pretty epic to work with i guess a transition from junior to senior and kind of having a psychology psychology background would be pretty cool but yep. um yeah i have no idea what my future holds yeah maybe just bulk knitting yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Bulk> mannerisms <laughs> <laughs> eleanor's knitting house of uh, excellence yes <laughs> um now before we finish so we have the athlete challenge now this is something that you can give listeners a bit of a challenge at home to get a bit of a look into what it's like to be a world champion high jumper mm -hmm. now what what have you got on the cards? Yeah. High jump's a hard one, isn't it? It really is. It yeah. really is. Because, um, yeah, a lot of people will think typically for a high jumper, they'll be like, oh, what, what kind of a box jump or what kind of a, um, I guess, vertical do I have? But I honestly don't know. We don't know. We don't do yeah. that. And so um, I guess one that I could think of, you know, it's jumping related, but it's probably more horizontals is um, doing a standing long jump into a pit. And if you can do it over two metres. Um, once at training, we actually decided to try and do it backwards. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you get? I, I wasn't very good at all. I was terrible. But, um, yeah, some of the guys, I think, got over 
Oh, it was a long time ago, but we tried to do it backwards and it was so much fun. Did one of the boys backflip over doing that? Mm, maybe so. Maybe it wasn't I wasn't there, but um but yeah, Jenny, one of the guys, he he was really, really good. Yeah. But it's so awkward to kind of get them. Yeah, I was gonna backwards. say getting <laughs> yeah. that'd be such yeah. a reverse mechanic. But also it's, it was fun to spice up training because it's fun to have those just something different, yeah. Outlets. Like a little bit of it's a like challenge and stuff like that. Frisbee a lot or things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um so go forwards, go backwards, whatever. I think you can just go put the bar at 202, 204 yeah, and yeah. stand next to it and then try and think about putting yourself over it. Like yeah, yeah. even mm-hmm. that would just be yeah. terrifying. I, w- I always laugh. Yeah, true. I always try and set the uh, the bar up at like 240, like men's high, like 245. Mm, can't even reach it. And just, probably. yeah, t- difficultly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see trying to get over that. But mm-hmm. like even trying to get over my 160 for mm-hmm. me, I'd be like, ah, nah, it's all good. No, thanks. <laughs> Um, no, well, Eleanor, thank you so much for coming on today um, as our freshly crowned um, yeah. world champion. Now, give one more flash to the camera with with that medal because it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, really, it's much lighter, really lightweight, and it's got um, like a, a log design. Yeah, yeah. So I think in reference of like Oregon and yeah, yeah their forests and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's really really light. Usually wa- um, medals are probably a little bit heavier. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not bad about it. It's pretty special. Oh, no. It's like the from the ones uh, I just remember the last time I um, held a gold medal was mm-hmm. the Tokyo mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And yep. like that was like, that feels like a stone. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then compared to that. Yeah. Um, but no, and they had the, that was a different process of, um, I, what do you think about like handing them out straight away? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a bit wild. I mean, I'm, I, I wasn't mad about it. It was pretty cool to kind of. So I did a, well, I did only made it three quarters of the way around, but I did yeah. a lap of honour yeah. and then they had to run the 400 hurdles. And I was like, oh, I've got to make it like hide in the middle yeah. of the field. Hey, I, got, I got to give you a yeah, hug. Congrats yeah, exactly, in the middle of the field. Cool. So that was very yeah, cool. It was very funny. We, um, so obviously I tried to do the, my lap of honour and the other girls were just um, running. They were sprinting like Mahochik and Elena. And so they just were off. And I was like, oh God, I've just finished <laughs> jumping. I've still got my spurs. <gasps> Can I like, please? I'm just going to take this slow. Like, oh my God, this is so much to take in. And I've got this medal and I'm like, oh, this is like, I was just so overwhelmed, so I was yeah. like, I just need to take this slow. Yeah. Um, but obviously, they ended up, um, yeah, I think they needed to run the men's 400 meter hurdles final, which is of high importance, which is that's completely fair. But I was just taking too long, and so then I ended up hiding in the middle of the field, and then. Um, then they were like, oh, we'll just take you straight back to the high jump. And I was like, I see Denny. Because I, I was going to go over to you, but I thought you were still throwing. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'll just keep your space. Like, I'll keep you, like, just no, zen out. But then you, I saw you were finished. And so we, we met in the middle of the field. And it's like, obviously, a stadium that was going nuts because of yeah. the 400 final or the finals. And even so many people have spoken to me and have been like, that was the wildest 20 minutes of athletics. And obviously, probably, you know, the nights following probably trumped it in so many ways. But it was still it was a wild 20 minutes with the men's 1500, the men's 400, and our. 100 hurdles, sorry, and our final. Um, but then, yeah, Matt, Denny and I were yeah. just, you know, meeting in the middle and just giving each other a squeeze. And yeah. Like, oh, my God, this is wild. So good. Like, I remember just standing there, like, and, yeah, like, gave you a hug and mm. said congrats and then just, like, looking up and, you know, we were standing in the middle of yeah. 45, 40, oh, what was it? Like, no, it was, like, 30,000, 25,000. I don't even know, actually. Um, but but no, like, just a packed stadium, everyone going yeah. crazy and just to have, like, a crazy atmosphere, yeah. yeah. A time there to just, like, yeah, see that and you'd obviously won um and yeah that i tell you what that made my sixth feel way better <laughs> i was like okay well i can not focus on this i want to focus on uh, ep winning because uh, yeah. yeah no <laughs> um but no thank you for for joining me today it's my really pleasure. thank you it's yeah. awesome to chat to you freshly after this and mm, get yeah. your real emotions on how it went so i yeah. appreciate it good luck at commies thank you you too um i'll see you out there hopefully uh, what day are you for finals mm, six six is my final okay I'm fourth and six. Fourth and six okay well my um second and fourth so i'll be okay. there for your final definitely oh, thanks. well thanks for coming on no and uh yeah good luck for your rest of your time mm, thank you, you too thanks <laughs> Well, there you have it, guys. I was getting goosebumps that whole time just listening to her talk about how she won and that whole process and, you know, an amazing story for someone who's come from a small country Victoria town to now the top of the world in in the women's high and and just taking leaps and bounds uh, into the future. But make sure that you tune into Com Games. Make sure you watch Eleanor. Make sure you watch the team and, and, you know, show us your support because we really did appreciate your support. Uh, leading into Eugene World Champs and it really did make a difference. So 
yeah, I think we're coming up with some great performances and I think there's going to be some even bigger performances coming at the Commonwealth Games. So thanks again, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and I can't wait to see you in the next one. And if you've got a comp coming up, good luck. And if you're training, hope you're training hard. And uh, yeah, talk soon, guys. Have a good one.